I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. It's time for the Detroit Lions podcast quick takes show. It's a quick look at this week's Detroit Lions news. And now your hosts, Chris and Jeff, the Riz Rizden. All right. Hey, Heidi Ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 186. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit, and we're here with the Riz to do a live quick takes podcast. Some quick look at some of the news going on with the Lions. Riz, how are you doing today, my man? It is good to see you. Good to be with you. Have having fun on this Friday. This is it's been quite a week. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're uh, we're wrapping it up and getting ready for the Rams and uh, for the draft. Yeah, yeah. And it's really nice to see you sitting there fully erect. I have to tell you, it's. Uh, it's <laughs> I'm sprawled out here on my my pad. It's yep. a special thing. All right, it All really right. is. <laughs> Two specific things. Good we're thing talk this camera about. doesn't pan down. <laughs> oh, but but you'll grow up. Um, <laughs> Two specific things we want to talk about today on the show first. We're going to take a look at offensive coordinator candidates. We're going to go over a couple of names, someone, some people to look for and look, see, is it true? Is it possible? And what's the chances the Lions go in there? And we're going to have our draft specialist, the Riz, talk about draft talk, kickoff draft season, because let's face it, football season's over. I could take a quick look at some of the uh, the Lions options in the draft there. we got a pretty good yeah. little show here lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Right. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, let's hit up some of these quick takes. First, we have to let you know that this show is brought to you by our friends at Fanatics. How do you help us out? By helping them out or help yourself out? Get your Lions gear, any kind of gear, Pistons, Red Wings, it doesn't matter. You like the team, it's sports related, it's there. But you don't go there. No, 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 no. You go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, click on the shop link, and you get all the stuff that Riz wishes he had. You can get your hot tub for the hot tub toaster party coming soon. More on that. Uh, and all the other stuff. And uh, it's a seasonal thing because there's a sports season all year round, isn't there, Riz? There really is. And as my kids will tell you, they can play those sports all year round. <laughs> yes, that's right. They have a, it's not, it's always to get at your money folks that's why there's sports seasons year round let's just be honest that's for sure no if you want to get you want to get yourself a pistons jersey while well, they're they're hot they're, they're looking pretty good i was at the game last friday night they're a fun team yeah yeah very very fun all right just head on over to detroitlionspodcast.com click on the shop link and uh, get your gear it's not just lions gear it's all available there help yourself by helping the show by doing something you were going to do anyway. All right. Okay, first topic of the day, offensive coordinator possibilities. I think it's a foregone conclusion, at least it is for me, Riz, that Jim Bob Cooter has got one foot in his rear already. Is that is Oh, that God, assumption? I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I can't imagine them evaluating this season and doing their self-scouting that all teams do at the end of the year and coming up with the thought that he did a good job. No, and no. That he deserves to come back for what he's done. No, yeah, no. Now, yes, there are some mitigating circumstances. They don't have Golden Tate. They don't have Marvin Jones anymore. They don't have Carryon Johnson probably this week. There's, there's TJ Lang's gone. But my God, he's just not. He's not doing what you need him to do with the weapons that he has. And, and I think that's pretty. Right? 
Right, exactly. He, it's pretty clear that he is who he is and who he always will be as far as the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Maybe he'll learn from the air of his ways and, and move on and spread his wings somewhere else, as a lot of people tend to do. <laughs> Eric Ebron is an example. Um, but he, he's, he, he needs to be done in Detroit. That's gotta, it's got to end. Yeah, if, yeah. It, if it doesn't, it's not going to go well for Bob Quinn this offseason. <laughs> no, no. There's there's a lot of change that has to happen, and yeah. uh, that's that's straight up where it's at. It is JBC is probably the number one head on the block, and you know, nice enough guy, trying hard. And I was talking on our podcast this week, Riz, as I was at the game on Thanksgiving. Um, on the sideline, you saw Jim Bob Cooter running that offense 100%. Um, behind his his play card, you had uh, Patricia with his surface. I, I was laughing saying he's playing Candy Crush, right? But he was working on the surface. You could tell he, when the play calling was happening, when the plays were going on, he was glancing up here and there, but he was not involved in running that offense in the middle of the field. Um, you know, yeah. when time short, two-minute drill, that kind of stuff, he's 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 fully attentive in, in a part of it. Um, on the goal line type of situations, the red zone, then he's 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 more more tuned in but otherwise he wasn't this is jim bob's offense to mess up it is truly a situation of giving him the rope he needs to hurt himself and i think he's done that he's done that very well yeah yeah and that's that's the story and and as we said the reasoning behind it because if patricia comes in and fires his franchise quarterback's best friend and mentor and the guy he thinks is going to take the team to the top you've already made an em- enemy of your key player you can't do that so there's the personnel right. there's the people side of the business that exists and you can say it's a business all you want and there's still a lot of people's stuff to deal with right absolutely there is that that doesn't get talked about enough in the lions fear sphere of fandom yeah although they are starting to talk about that with patricia (laughs) we we try to bring that up for them yes as gently as we can yeah no that's good and you guys do a great job all right so let's start talking about the offensive coordinator um let's start internally are you okay with looking inside the organization first and see (laughs) not not really but they'll get an interview (laughs) right yeah it's a people's eye we talk about people right (laughs) i mean george godsey is the is the one candidate that i think you would look at right you just got to remember, why is he here? He's here because in Houston, he failed miserably with Brock <laughs> Osweiler as his quarterback. Bill O'Brien took over, took back over the offensive play calling duties and won a playoff game with Brock Osweiler as their quarterback. There's Brian That's, Hoyer year. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Ryan Mallett mixed in there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, oh, the only thing yeah. that he has in his favor is he spent some time working, working the tight ends, right? <laughs> right, he, he's. I mean, he does. He does technically have a background with receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks. So, in theory, his resume looks pretty good. But the fact that he's an incumbent right now on a team where the offensive skill positions have not gotten at all better, I don't think he has experience um, at a quarterback coach on a quarterback that's regressed massively. <laughs> this year too so it's not necessarily all good experience right yeah i mean but yeah is i I guess you give him a little bit of credit for maybe kenny galladay developing and you know carry on johnson he was he was he is what he is when he got here so i'm not has levine tui lolo gotten any better oh yards like (laughs) like that's how many he's gotten all year okay so (laughs) some people have put jeff davidson out there i'm just gonna put the big red no stamp on that right now it's the offensive line coach is not gonna find his way to the top of this list he can come back i don't have a problem with him coming back but he doesn't need to be the coordinator yeah there's there's definitely been some some goodness there i think a lot of the where the problems have lied are, are really injury 
and um, <laughs> an offensive scheme uh, that have killed us on the offensive line role. I think he's he's shown in many ways how much that line has improved this year. You're right. He's he's a guy that can yeah. certainly come back. All right, let's let's dip our, our toe in the well. Let's take somebody who's not available yet but could be. Um, and a guy who's seen success around the league in different places, uh, Adam Gase. <laughs> current uh, current Dolphins coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A few more weeks anyways. <laughs> so, well, what do you think? What do you think of this guy? He's played. He's had Tebow, uh, Manning, Cutler, Tannehill. He's had the whole gamut of quarterbacks. He's, he's, he's had some interesting characters. And, and it's interesting because Stafford, in terms of like his historical career arc and everything, probably fits in with that narrative as a guy who hasn't exactly achieved what you wanted him to achieve or what you would expect him to achieve relative to his physical skills. So I don't know. Gase has a reputation of being a hard ass. Yeah. And he has that with players and he has that with, with other coaches. He's not, he does not have a reputation in Miami as an easy person to deal with. And that's not just from the Miami media who are, generally not easy to deal with either, but from the coaches who've been there, from players who've been there, he and Patricia together would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's potential for volatility. There's potential for it to work. He does have some innovative ideas. He does craft a good running game. And I think the way you've seen them use Kenyon Drake this year is, and with right, Frank right. Moore as a veteran back, I think is a, a way that you could, you could see that happening in Detroit. And, and they, they do tend to use, the weapon's pretty well. I'm not real happy with how they've used Mike Gesicki, their first-round tight end, a guy that I was very high on, uh, in part because he was a volleyball star, too. But that's, that's my problem. Um, you know, they, they just... Uh, he, he, would, he would be worth interviewing. Uh, I'm not sure that he wants to come back to being a coordinator again. I think he's been a head coach. I think he can point at the Dolphins organization as why he hasn't succeeded as much as they would have liked mm-hmm. and possibly get another head coaching job. I have to be careful not to say head job, even though Jason Witten said it twice the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> FCC doesn't like that. Well, we don't have the FCC, but I'm, I'm the, I'm the opposite of the FCC, right? I point those things out when you say them. So yeah, no, that's yes. uh, great, great points. He's, um, they say, I, I've heard it say he could be a real star as a hire, but he's, he's, he's very, um, polarizing he's either going to be really he, well yeah, or yeah he would be very hit or very miss and i'm not sure that this management regime with bob quinn and matt patricia and patricia's coming back folks the, the, yeah that's funny so stafford the, by the way yeah yes stafford <laughs> is back as well so you're you're looking at if they get a big miss and he could be a big miss then that's that's accelerating the clock on quinn possibly getting pushed out the door too and that that's not something that i think quinn is all that interested in doing no, no. Uh, we have a, a weather report. Pants are doubtful this weekend for the Rams game. It just came in on the, on the, <laughs> on the live, live chat. All right. So um, we could talk about Cliff Kingsbury, but he's gone, right? He's the USC. Isn't that who they just hired? Uh, allegedly. I don't think there's ink on that contract yet. Mm. I'm not. And somebody actually asked me about this on Twitter, and I forget who it was. Otherwise, I give you credit. Um, but th- I'm not me. a. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a huge Cliff Kingsbury fan. Uh, some of it has to do with the fact that their blocking schemes that they've used at Texas Tech have not translated well into the NFL. Mm-hmm. If you watch the Colts, you know LaRaven Clark. Uh, we had Adrian Waddle um, was a reclamation project from the Texas Tech style of offense. It's a very weird system. Now, it doesn't mean that he would implement that fully right away in Detroit, obviously. 
but the the principles that they use are so to that extreme that I think it would require a lot different personnel than what this team has right now. And, and you're not going to overhaul everything right away. Like Kenny Galladay in that scheme is not a number one receiver. They, they don't know how to use those kind of receivers. Right. You're looking for golden Tates. They got rid of golden Tate. I think that sort of says where, where that is, you know, it's interesting. And I, I, I would like to see him be a college coach again. I think that's where he belongs. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on. Okay, so another one uh, that we have, and this guy is available, and this guy is, an, I think it's an interesting name. Um, I'm just going to call him Nate, but it's Nathaniel Hackett. He's the former offensive coordinator from the Jags. Here's a guy who, I mean, you could probably say, there's there's a couple things. Syracuse ties, right? Which, of course, you have to yes. start thinking about that. But That's the, right. the other side of it is, let's, let's be frank, he made Blake Bortles look pretty good. <laughs> Blake Bortles without how in the, the talent, hell did that happen? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a guy. I mean, he seems to have a magic wand, and and let's face it, we need one ourselves. Um, what's the, what? What do you think this looks like for for the Lions? He definitely is a someone that I think probably should get more attention as a candidate because, like you said, he does have Syracuse ties. He he is a football lifer. His father was was a coach as well. This is a guy that is. The fact that he won playoff games with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. And look at their receiving core that they had, too. Keelan Cole was their best receiver. And Allen Robinson was hurt. Allen Hearns was, was, you know, okay. They crafted a really good offense out of that around the running of, of uh, what's his name? Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah. They, they rebuilt an offensive line. They did a very good job in crafting a line together with a lot of guys who aren't as talented as what the Lions have, quite frankly. So I'm... I'm for that. I, I, he deserves a look for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, and we'll keep rocking down this list here. Um, you got to, you know, people talk about the, the Patriots way, and we talked about it's just kind of the way, right? The continuous improvement way. Um, let's talk a little bit about a guy named um, Chad O'Shea. He's a wide receivers coach in, for the Patriots. Now, people have talked about him as possibly uh, taking over the offense is the offensive coordinator in, in uh, New England. If um, our guy Josh McDaniels made yeah. his way as head coach, um, and and let's face it, if if this this is always the head fake from the Patriots, so well if they would pay promote him, maybe we should promote him first, right? What do you think? What's the chances on this guy? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of variables going on there, Chris. Yeah, yeah sorry, I didn't. Um, I never roll no. out a simple question, do I? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, if and I do think McDaniels is. Even though he he completely you know BF'd the the Colts last year, I do think he's going to get another opportunity. If I, this year, you think uh, that that's questionable? Um, and I'm not Colts sure will hire him. No, <laughs> God no. That would be so hilarious. That would that Sorry. would be that would be something else. Oh my God. I'm it not sure. Be a circus. Your GM. Well, oh. yeah, be, you'd be looking at his Twitter timeline again for some of those uh, hooker tweets, right? <laughs> No. Oh, boy. So I'm not sure there's going to be that many head coaching openings this year in the NFL. I think there's been a lot of turnover. I mean, you're going to see, I think John Harbaugh is out in Baltimore. It sounds like Marvin Lewis will be out in, in Cincinnati. Uh, but beyond that, is, is Jacksonville open? Um, there's So that, that factors into it, too. You know, And the, those people will need coordinators as well. And would, would O'Shea stick with McDaniels as well if he, if he goes somewhere? That, there's that possibility, too. I don't know him very well, so I can't say other than, you know, 
he comes from the Patriots. He knows the people who are in charge, so that definitely gives him an, an advantage, at least a foot in the door. And he's worked with Tom Brady, right? Which, right. Uh, Look yeah, at their rec- really okay. Like he's Tom their receivers Brady. coach. Look at their receivers. Have are any of those guys any good at all outside of that system? No, they're no, not. No, yeah. So that's so, just a little something, something, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, how about um, we'll see him this weekend? Although he probably won't make. You, you have to be looking deep on the on the camera to see him. But there's a guy named uh, Shane Waldron. He's a passing game coordinator for the Rams. What do you think of this guy? Um, he cuts an interesting profile too. He's if if you've seen a picture of him with a like the full length, he looks like a normal guy up top, and then you get down to the the belly and. And he's Patricia-like. It's weird. <laughs> so maybe he fits that way. Maybe he appeals that way. He's he's a definite. And I wrote about him for Lions Wire this week. I think he's a very good candidate. I want to and see I them th- try to hug when, when we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All the navel gazers are going to love that one. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That would be something else. No, he he is somebody who's definitely getting a lot of credit. Uh, he he is. He's worked with a lot with Jared Goff, but he's also crafted an offense with a very bright and innovative guy in Sean McVay. They seem to work very well together. They seem to bounce ideas off one another. You can't give McVay all that credit. He gets a lot of it. He's been fantastic. Home run higher. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I like Waldron a lot. I like him better than I like their quarterback coach, uh, Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. who is, from what I've gathered, and this is just me, you know, reading tea leaves in between lines and stuff, is that he is probably more likely to get a head coaching look than Waldron is hmm. for whatever reason. I, and that, I, I can't explain that. But uh, Waldron, Waldron would be very fun. And, and it seems like the Rams are sort of at peace with letting guys go. They think that they can keep the, the, the party rolling. Yeah, they, they can't. They're, they're going to get hit with all kinds of money issues and everything else this is this right. is it right yeah this they're, they're, they're gonna have to pay golf they're gonna have to pay Gurley. they're gonna have to pay all those guys yeah at some point and the thing about waldron though one other thing is he's been known to work a tight end once in a while right so that, that's good for him um no that's that's one that i'm interested in and um, i am too I think, I, I I think he's a he's somebody that i think the lions should have a lot of interest in let's yeah. put it that way and the idea of, and I think this is what Patricia needs, is that kind of person to bounce ideas off of him. I think, um, it, 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 I think that's what he's looking for. It was, it's a Belichickish kind of thing. I think Patricia wants it a little bit differently. But Patricia would would come up with this master strategy. Hey, you know, I noticed this situation. I want you guys to come up with something to do that, and then they would bounce those things back. Right? Yeah. He may think that he's doing that. He may not do that as well as early on. I don't know enough about him to know, but I know he wants his his guys to come back thinking about how right. to scheme for those situations. And a guy like this really fits a role like that. Definitely. One of the things that you're going to look at for any coaching hire is that they're going to have to be smart and they're going to be, have to be expressively smart because Matt Patricia does not have a, th- he has a very low threshold for stupidity. Right. Much, much like, much like me, right, Riz? Myself as well. Yes. yes that's yeah. why I was a terrible teacher. That's why we do this together. We are too smart <laughs> that's right. For everybody else. <laughs> we can't suffer the fools that we know. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a good run. <laughs> um, actually, I was going to wrap it up. Let me see. Is there anybody else on your list? Maybe you want to cover really quick before we move on. If the Cleveland Browns are stupid enough to let Freddie Kitchens go, you've got to get him. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and, and that is the stark night and day difference because when Todd Haley was running that offense, they were crap. Mm-hmm. Since then, Baker Mayfield has been the second best quarterback in the NFL. Their best wide receiver is Rashard Higgins. 
and put that in your pipe and smoke it. And that's that is, I think, one of the the most key points that we have to think about. And you look at what changed in Cleveland, and it was the coordinator. And look at the turnaround on that team. They Tell got me, the, they did specific. Isn't going to be fixing right. so much for this team. They did specific things too. They got the ball out of Baker's hands quicker. They forced tempo. They had him um, have easier first reads on plays. Yep. Not that he necessarily needed it, but he's taking advantage of it. And those are simple things that Jim Bob Cooter could do those things in Detroit too, and hasn't. Yeah, and the other thing I just want to I want to hit. I'm going to throw another name at you. It's come out of the the live chat, but um, the thing the oh, I completely lost it. Dang it, I'm an idiot because of the live chat. Um, let me just throw this name at you out of the live chat because, and I'm going right. to come I'm going to come back to that. Oh, I'm sorry, I remembered it now. Um, the the resurgence of the Cleveland offense is with the same playbook. They didn't change the exact playbook. exact same playbook. They yeah. put in different formations. Mm-hmm. They varied it up a little. I mean, they have they have they've run the wishbone. So yeah. I mean, yeah. we have the wishbone it's, it's the playbook. same <laughs> reverse wishbone. <laughs> You're saying this as I'm about to go to a Steel Panther concert. Keep that in mind. Too. <laughs> it's it's like reverse cowgirl, but it's a reverse wishbone. So no, no, that's just just <gasps> a, a speak. So let's talk about uh, Ben McAdoo. Uh, what, what do you think of him? Yeah, he's he's available. He's out there. He's he's someone to think about. I'm I'm not feeling great since the Giants, but where's your head at? Uh, I'm 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 more emotionally involved. I uh, I'm not crazy about him. He has he's done well when he's had stars, but the players who aren't stars have never been good for him. Right, and I I think that's his curse. Yeah, and and that the Lions would would continue that curse, for right? Sure. Yeah, because th- theoretically we have Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, and Kerryon Johnson, and a decent offensive line. But mm-hmm. every other position on the offense right now realistically needs to be replaced in the next eighteen months. Yep, yep. Got money to spend. We'll see what happens. Not, let's we, hope I so. could use another pick or two. All right, uh, looking ahead, let's talk uh, <laughs> quickly. Um, you know, it's that that time of the year. It's that holiday season. And uh, Hickory Dickory Dock, and you can, you know, all those kinds of things that people are singing. Uh, it's time to go get your gifts. And when you're thinking of your loved ones and yourself, don't don't forget to get yourself a gift this year. Um, who wants yeah. to go out and deal with those crowds? Who wants to wrestle the in, the the mud that is the sea of humanity oh. out there? Right? It's it's terrible. You want to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and click on the Amazon link and head on over and shop with no pants from the comfy of your home and let's you shop it. for your new pants if you want you i mean think about it. how could you ever shop without pants on out at the mall that would be a whole scene that would be a thing they, they frown on that they really really do bastards here's an opportunity i mean you could even do it pants free i mean absolutely pants free from everything all you do detroitlionspodcast.com click on that amazon like go stock up on gifts for your friends family and yourself never never ever forget about yourself it's a great way to get all the stuff you're going to do they throw a kickback our way for everyone we send over they they say these guys are kind of cool over there and we like them so we'll give them a a little a little bump off of that so anyway don't don't let them make all that profit with on their own share it with us right i mean fuck those guys bezos has enough (laughs) detroitlinespodcast.com click on the amazon link help us out all right we're going to move on now to the next topic thank you all for sitting through those things we try to make them fun but they are what they are um let's take a look look at the draft uh we got riz here um we said as we said the season's pretty much over it's a great time to start thinking about the draft. It is. This is a good weekend to start thinking about the draft because it's conference championship weekend. And you get a lot of fun games. It kicks off tonight with your Maction. Yeah, um, I would, would have been there had my Ohio Bobcats been there. 
But uh, instead, you get Northern Illinois and Buffalo. And Buffalo, believe it or not, has a wide receiver that Lions fans need to be very aware of, and Anthony Johnson. Guy can play. He's 6'2", 205. Everything about the guy says average physically, but he produces. He averages 18 yards a catch. Some of that has to do with their their quarterback, um, Tyree Jackson, who can throw the ball 75 yards. I was going to ask uh, about that. Yeah. He is he is probably going to declare. The the indications are that that he will declare. He would be an interesting middle round pick as a developmental quarterback and eventual successful for Matthew Stafford. Not that anybody's willing to talk about that yet. Um, but he needs he needs some work. He is not NFL ready. He has he throws every everything's the 120 mile an hour fastball with him. There, there's no change up. There's no and when he does try to ease it up, he loses accuracy big time. So he's not ready yet. But Johnson is a guy. He's proven he can catch balls from a, a guy who throws, you know, flames all the time, which which it's is open. huge. And and in Galladay, a guy who's who showed in his college years he could catch balls that were not. I mean, that were oh at the edge of the God, wingspan, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's Northern <laughs> Illinois. You're seeing Northern Illinois tonight. Their their quarterback situation. I don't know how they win one game, let alone <laughs> let alone what they go seven and five this year. But that still won the MAC West. MAC West, by the way, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, Max Sharpring is the left tackle for Northern Illinois. He's a guy that's going to get drafted. He's a senior bowler. Uh, if Sutton Smith, the pass rusher from Northern Illinois, comes out, more more plays behind the line of scrimmage than any collegian over the last two seasons. He is he plays kind. Of, they, they use him a lot as like a five technique to a seven technique, and he's six feet tall and two hundred thirty five pounds, soaking wet. So he has a massive advantage in collegians that way. He's going to play outside linebacker in the NFL yeah. and. He needs some work, but there, there's a lot to work with there. If you're familiar with Jerry Hughes when he came out of TCU, is that is that kind of guy? And it took Jerry five years before he was a competent NFL player. Sure, um, sure. So that, that's that's where he might not declare either, but he's someone to watch in that game. And, and Jackson's always fun. And and Buffalo's middle linebacker Khalil Hodge, not Khalil Mack. They got another Khalil. Say another Khalil. Uh oh, Khalil Hodge, perfect. Perfect compliment for Jared Davis in the middle of the defense. Would love to see him in Detroit, and he's probably a fourth or fifth round guy. And he he can put, I, I I characterize him in a piece that I did today as a higher end Tayer Whitehead. Um. <laughs> oh, right out of the right out of school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he has some of the same limitations. He's he's not the most fluid person, but he is one of those guys that he sees the play that's coming before it happens and gets there and reacts to it, and he can thump. Nice. People. Nice. Yeah. All so right. There's my action. My action preview. Who's what are, we're looking at? That is your action preview. There, you know, there's a lot of talk. We need that. Well, there's two real positions. We need that replacement for Golden Tate people are talking about. And there's this one position we've talked about forever <laughs> and tight end. And um, what do we got? What's going on? Who can we watch this weekend uh, that may make us get a little loosen our pants a little bit? You know, tight end is tough because there's not a lot of great ones that are playing this weekend. Um, I think Washington has a guy. And I haven't watched Washington much this year, so I don't know that much about them. They're, their best player is a defensive end. Uh, as far as the Lions are concerned. Yeah, there's, um, you know, wide receiver. That's where you want to watch um, the, the Texas-Oklahoma game. We'll give you something. Uh, Marquise Brown, a guy you definitely need to know who he is. He is, he goes by Hollywood. That's the kind of guy he is. He is a playmaker. He is confident. He has that Golden Tate swagger. He is going to get taunting penalties. And I think there's a lot of people who sort of miss that about Golden Tate. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I hate taunting myself, but I, I I don't mind when you, you show somebody up. Let them know a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. 
I'm not okay with that. Mm, yeah, I'm quietly sure. okay with that. So that that's somebody that I'm definitely looking forward to. And, and his matchup against Chris Boyd, the uh, the Texas cornerback, is something to watch because the Lions have watched a lot of Chris Boyd, a lot of Chris Boyd, the cornerback from Texas. Just just keep him in mind because they have. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's take a, another swing. Um, besides this weekend, who else are we going to give us two or three other guys that we're, we're going to look at and we should watch here in the next couple of weeks? Well, you're going to want to watch uh, the Iowa game whenever they get into a bowl game because they're tight ends. They have two tight ends, um, Fant and the other guy has a long name and I can't think of it. Um, but he's probably the better prospect, even though Fant is a better athlete. But if you liked George Kittle, you're, you're going to like both of these guys. You're not going to love them. I don't think either of them is as, as high end as George Kittle is, and he's been great. And I'll shout out to my guy Beast for, for being all over that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, they are both going to be second to third round picks, day two picks. And the Lions need not one, not two, but perhaps three new tight ends this offseason. They certainly have to upgrade one of them. So I think Iowa is good. They've seen Iowa live at least three times that I know of, and probably more than that. Do you think we're going to dip uh, into free agency in the tight end market here? Good. I, I hope so. so I, 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 honest to God, I have not looked at free agency at all at who's available in that, but that, that's certainly something to look at too. Yeah. It seems like when you need that many people at a position and tight end's a good position to grab for free agency because yeah. you can get at least a decent spend yeah. on and it, right? and there's a there's a chance that a new offensive coordinator could bring out the better of luke wilson too i'm, I'm not ready to throw the towel in on him yet but if if Cooter's back he needs to go yeah. <laughs> he, he ain't fitting yeah he, Cooter's he, not coming back <laughs> all right give us God, can you imagine if he came back oh, the give, horror <laughs> give us the player from alabama that we want on on the lions Oh my God! Who don't you want on the line? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta go you know with what? the perennial number one, right? So you gotta say who comes I, from there to here. You don't really need him because I think the defensive line has come along pretty good. But my God, Quinn and Williams, oh, mm-hmm. he good. He can he he can play. He can play right away. He can play next to Deshaun Hand right away. Yeah. He is a top. If you want him, you're going to take him wherever the Lions pick first, which is probably going to be in the five to ten overall range. He might even be there then. That's that's the guy. Oh, he'd he'd be he'd be fantastic. Crazy. Great player. Great player. Uh, any thoughts at safety? Glover Quinn seems to be uh, a point of conversation these days. I don't know that he sees the Lions next year. Love the guy. I absolutely love yes, the guy. Right. I'm we, not we down have on him. Nothing. Nothing but love for Glover Quinn and what he's been. But he's not that guy anymore, and it's painfully obvious the more that you watch. If you watch the All-22 on uh, the coach's film on the NFL Game Pass, you will see that Glover Quinn should not be playing more than situationally anymore. And that just the way it is, he's 32 years old. He's been through a lot. He's yep. been a fantastic player, great guy in the locker room, wonderful citizen. We, we will finally remember him as one of the best free agent signings in franchise history. Yeah, for the but, city alone, right? Just, yes, just for what he's yes. done in the city. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. wonderful human being. Um, yeah. is his replacement on the team or is he I think I think Tracy Walker is going to be the replacement. Okay. And I I am very anxious to see how much they play him, how much they give him and how much he handles it because I think he's done he's done pretty well. He's getting better every week. Exactly. But I think that was one of those where they drafted the replacement ahead of time. But they're going to need somebody to replace Tracy Walker. Right. And where did they get him? They got him what? Number in 6th round Tracy Walker 5th round? Uh he's 3rd round. Third number, God, that's higher than I remember. number 77 overall out of Louisiana Lafayette. There you go. God, Good I, player. I wish I had a memory like you, Riz. <laughs> that's it, folks. Don't do drugs. I just told you about it. Now you can see why. That's true. Never done drugs <laughs> in my life. Me too. 
Okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's call it a. Don't forget, we're available. Uh, a great way to help the show keep us uh, keep us running and doing these great things. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. There's a Slack chat available for the Patreon people. It's super intelligent. Riz drops in. It really is. There's some good conversations in there that are like nuanced and people pick up on the nuance right right it's, it's so much better than twitter it's so much better than than your typical message even reddit sometimes oh, gets yeah. a little oh yeah it's a mess it is a mess right now and they're doing a good job trying to clean it up but yeah we've got a great group of people there if you want to join it hit the patreon thing riz comes in drops bombs every now and then shakes everybody up <laughs> leaves them I do. leaves the place a shamble uh patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast as little as a dollar a month a donation will get you access to that also we're doing the thing with blandino we're doing a shoot you get a chance to maybe be part of the uh the the, the cast on that and some of the other stuff so great way to join the show remember we're looking for your involvement use the comments in the subreddit DetroitLions.reddit.com to give us your feedback. Do you have some feedback, Riz? Do you want to give us some feedback here real quick? Uh, I have no feedback. I'm you're I'm still, checked out, Chris. You're, you're still you're going to <laughs> steal mean, Panther. You're already I'm going you're to so steal erect. Panther, man. I'm I'm ready. And I mean, ready you're leather up. pants on and spike the hair up, put a little eye blush on, and I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. Nice. All right. Don't forget about us on Patreon. We're doing the also. Uh, don't forget about the post game show. We're doing that live after the Rams game. It may be a therapy session. It may be a surprise party. Who knows what the hell is going on? This is the Lions. You never know what you're going to see. You're going to see the Rams fans be upset at how their team played, yet they still won. I think that's my prediction for the game. Wow. I think the I think Rams fans are going to be disappointed in their team, but they're still going to go home winners. Nice. Check, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. It's the very best place to see the Riz with no pants. That's right. Or here. You can do it here. Uh, you want to give us uh, some feedback? You can call us on Skype, Detroit Lions podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions podcast, or call us on the Lions line. 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667, and be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little box automatically. Do it! Do it! (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. It's your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.